Are you tired of ticket fees? Pay the price for your ticket that is advertised and not a penny more. Go to TixSplits.com. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Fantastic prices on all sports and concert tickets. Guaranteed seats, no fees. TixSplits.com. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. The Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show. And you say Shot City, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show. And you say Shot City, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show. And you say Shot City, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show. And you say Shot City, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show. And you say Shot City, the Tailgate Show, the Tailgate Show. What's up there, Bears fans? It is time for another episode of The Tailgate Show. It's your man, Double A. It's B. Diddy. We're going to have Air Jair joining us from outer space very soon. How's it going? What's the word? I don't know, man. Jair's like in that like Stranger Things type building going on. I don't know what's going on with him right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jared, <laughs> if any, uh, the lights start flickering and... Fucking anything starts pushing out of the wall, just run, bro. <laughs> just run. What's going yeah, on, Diddy? How are we feeling? Good. It's uh, it's been a little interesting on Twitter with the back and forth about Mitch and is he? It just seems like there's no happy medium. It's either people are way off the rails on him that he's no good, or it, you know, I mean, it's just it's been a back and forth thing all off season, and I think it's just a product of the fact that this probably is the best Bears team since like social media has never been bigger and there's so much coverage. Now you got fans covering it from training camp. We never had that kind of mm. access before. So you're getting so many opinions, which I think ultimately it's great for us fans, especially myself. Yeah. I can't make it out there. So I, I don't think there's a, I'm at a, I'm at an in-between place with him where it's like, just wait and see. I've said that several times. I think he's, he's definitely going in the right direction. He's, he's maturing in this offense, but it, it's actually it's actually good for the fandom to have the access that we have, and it's just uh, allow people to have their opinions, man. Because you know, I mean, it, people just get caught up and they, they just want to stick to their narrative and fight and is what it is. But uh, shout out to all the people, the coverage, even the fans, man, doing great stuff. Like it's it's just cool to be able to have have that view of training camp and. It's just it's just awesome, man. We've never I've never had this level of of access and and uh, insight into it, so it's it's just been real cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what's what's crazy is that a lot of the fans and a lot of these, you know, you know, whatever Bears Twitter people are actually coming with better coverage than anybody else because they really put the shackles on the actual media. I yeah. mean, you and. And you see some of the videos that the Bears are putting out. I mean, they put a highlight package together of the day that I went to camp um, yesterday. And it was, I mean, it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was cool to, like, see another angle of something that you saw live, you know. And they, you know, they, they cut it together. I mean, they had, you know, they got people out there shooting it and, and whatever. And, um, you know, but shout out to Dan DeYoung and Jack Sobel and, you know, of course, Greg Braggs has been, you know, doing his thing out there. And 
And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, the coverage is wild and people are fired up. I mean, yeah, Loop and Windy City have been doing great stuff, man. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely really, really good stuff. Lester's been out there, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool. It's cool to meet some of these guys. Uh, I met um, Luis Medina that does uh, Bleacher Nation uh, Bears, and uh, oh, nice. he was he was really cool. Um, you know, it's it's fun, man. And, and and one of the things that I think is is um, amazing, and I think it's a big difference from last year. And especially, I don't know if it's just the last couple of days if they like moved where the where the press conference is happening, but wherever they're having it, it's like crazy loud, like with fans. Like, I, I don't know if you watched the press conferences today, but I mean, it yeah, was it's annoying. It's, it was so loud. It was like they were trying to, you know, to ask questions like next to a fucking rock concert or something. All you hear is like, you know, especially when, uh, when they're talking to Khalil and Khalil's so soft spoken kind of anywhere, just has that low voice. And, and you know, all you hear is like, no, ah! You know, like in the did, background. Did you see where it was set up? No. Okay. Uh, I don't really know where. I, I don't know where it's set up. I mean, it's. You think they'd want to keep that away from all the fans? Yeah, it didn't seem like this that was happening the other day. Nah. So I feel like they moved it or something. Like, I don't I heard know. Heard it a they, little bit last week. Yeah, but not like this. I yeah. mean, it, you know. I don't know. I mean, you know, they got all kinds of weird, like, partitions and tents and stuff like that out there, you know, so it's kind of, um, you know, so I, I don't know where it is. It might be just after they come off um, the field. There's kind of like a, you know, there's a fence and then there's a sort of a almost like a tunnel that goes um, back to the to the dorms and whatnot. So it might be in there. I don't know. I didn't exactly see it. You know, it's not real apparent where it is. Could just be um, but, somewhere where they planned on people not being, and then somebody caught wind of the fact that that's where they're getting interviewed, so they'll come out after, and you got a bunch of people eating. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they moved it or what, but in the first couple of days, the, the the feed wasn't very good, so they might have moved it because it's a better better signal, or I don't know. Anyway, but it's just, cra- you know, it's crazy how how hyped it is. I mean, you know, people are just out there. Like, I mean, I got this time, I got there early. And, I mean, there was at least 500 people in line to get into the place at 7 a.m., you know, and it opens at 7.30. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it was, you know, the the that first parking lot in there was, you know, three-quarters full when uh, when I rolled up. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's cool, man. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's definitely uh, – Definitely fun, and you know it's a you get to see a lot, but it's interesting. You know, you're talking about everybody, you know, kind of having their takes and and you know things getting a little chippy and you know and whatnot. I mean, it it's hard to it's a lot of time. I mean, I'm not an expert. I don't ever claim to be an expert, but it, sometimes it's hard to know what you're seeing, you know, because it's quick. I mean, they they change quick. You know, they they'll go from from a drill to first team and then it's like two or three series and then it's second team, you know, and they're in and out. Like there's no, you know, and, and some of the second team guys will stay in for the third team and then, you know, and then they'll go back. And then, you know, like when Nagy was, uh, one of the cool things they did was Nagy was throwing uh, one-on-ones um, and he did three of them. He threw one to Allen Robinson and uh, he didn't catch it. And then he threw one to Wims on Kyle Fuller, and he did catch it. And then he threw one to uh, 
Anthony Miller, uh, sorry, Prince of Mukamara, but he did catch it, <laughs> <laughs> and it was on you. That, that was dope, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it's pretty like, funny. Hold, hold my beer, kids. I'll show you how it's done. The old man gets in there and just lights it up. like. Yeah, and it was cool, too, because I was on the other side of the field, so I just hear the crowd going nuts, and I'm like, what's going on? And so I could see, like, you know, I caught it right when Javon caught the ball, and I'm like, who the hell's throwing that? And I'm like, oh, crap, it's Nagy. Like, and he's just launching them, and Mitch is right there. I didn't know where Mitch was, but then you see it on the videos they put up because Mitch is, like, kneeling down, like, right where the guy was kind of throwing him a snap or whatever, and Mitch is hyping up the crowd and, and getting all into it. And, you know, I mean, it was cool because, you know, Nagy talked about how that practice was maybe kind of like one of those legs are heavy, um, you know, get over so that the part hump, of training kinda, camp. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. know, it's, it's that, it's that point where, you know, and, and let's He's no Uncle Rico. No. <laughs> Air chair <laughs> from live from the satellite, the space station. <laughs> What's going on boys? What's going on Air chair? Oh, you know me hard at it as always. Yep. Slanging. Slanging that good stuff out. Yeah, but we were cool just talking about, about. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say the cool thing about Nagy doing that though is you got like the respect that. You, I mean, it's not he. It's it's pretty cool that he did it. That the quarterback. I mean, this guy played quarterback at a Division One level, and you can still sling it. And like the quarterbacks are just gonna. They must respect the hell out of him. He's just a guy. That's, he's not just one of those coaches that. He's he's this mastermind that's never really got his hands dirty in the game. Like this is a guy yeah. that goes out and slings thirty-five yard bombs like it's nothing. You oh, know, I mean, like, no, ma- no matter what, it, it I'm... takes. Sorry, man. It takes the pressure and the focus directly off Mitchell Trubisky too. Don't, let's yeah. not overlook that. It's like, oh well, the coach is out here, so. Right, like way to turn the narrative, you know, to to him and you know and and, and I mean, no matter what, I don't care what level you're at when your coach kind of tr- plays and you see that they can do it, you're always like, Oh shit. <laughs> like, right. like coach can really pitch or coach can really hit, you know, yeah, I, mean, he's, I, I, he's you know, like one I, of the guys I do like my little, you know, half-ass little league coaching, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, just, just, you know, you grab the bat and you start hitting the ball, you know, to the outfield, like a real deep. And these seven year olds are just like, Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like it's, I can't imagine what grown football players, you know, who see you, you know, throwing 30, 40 yard bombs, you know, must think like, you know, like, damn, that's no joke, you know? So it's cool. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just fun, but I mean, it's when you're at camp, I mean, not, not only that, I mean, I give credit to some of these guys that can focus on all that stuff. I mean, cause you're on your phone, it's hot, it's sweaty. Like, you know, they're moving, they, they move from field to field. They go from side to side and you're trying to, you know, keep track of it all and, you know, see who's on the field and, you know, keep your tweets going and take your videos on There's the low. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, man. When you're There's doing lot, that. I mean, yeah, it's not easy. There's a like, lot of moving pieces. Sure. And, and that's what's, you know, it's impressive. The, the guys that are able to, to do the coverage. Um, but it's also interesting because you see guys who have like straight up conflicting. I mean, you know, and it's not just like regular bears, Twitter guys. It's, you know, it's like, maybe it's Arthur Arkish and, 
you know, it's uh, it's J.J. Stankovitz and it's Weederer, it's Rich Campbell, you know, and, and each one of them will say, you know, well, this is a day that Mitch looked good or this is a day that, you know, he didn't look good or whatever. And it's, you know, it's sometimes it's, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, you know, like there's there's a lot going on. The day that I was there, what I will say is that the defense was not dominating like when we were there, Jer. Like the defense, they were live. Oh. They were, but the pass oh. rush, I, the pass rush, I felt like was being picked up a lot better. Um, Good. The the secondary That's gonna was going to get better. Right. I mean, you and you start I mean, to. Go ahead. When you're talking about offensive linemen, I mean cohesiveness, just being together. These guys haven't played together. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, right. Well, and, and they've never played against Khalil Mack. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. You know? So, you know, now you're talking about an offensive lineman that's maybe gotten a hundred snaps against Khalil Mack, you know? So it's, it's a, you know, it's a whole different story, you know, when after that, than it is the first few days where it's like, Oh man, like this guy, I've seen him on the sidelines, you know, um, we played, you know, against him in the, in the actual, like during the season practices, which we all know are not much, um, you know, they're not going full speed. And that's the thing I mean, about Khalil Mack, that dude is full speed, full speed all the time, all the time, all the time. I mean, in. He runs out on that field, like Sammy Sosa running out to right field. Like he is just out there Sosa running to a Roy dealer. Oh, oh. Oh, whammy. <laughs> Sammy Suser. But, yeah, I mean, he's he runs out there. He's, you know, like every time the ball's loose, he's going after it. I mean, he, you know, he, he'll chase guys down into the end zone. Like this guy is not – it doesn't have any, you know, I'm a big star. That shit's contagious. That mm-hmm. shit is contagious. Oh, the yeah. One person yeah, does – they all want it on. It's, it's mm-hmm. like great. It's a great asset to have on your team. I mean, like really, Pace was saying he makes everybody better, even the offense. Like right. he's just that dude. Right. And and they were, I don't know who it was was talking about him having the LeBron effect, you know, um, which is that you know he he really does make everybody everybody has like their best season. Actually, no, it was a Mukamara was talking to Kaplan because I was they were out at training camp and that's what he was saying is that he has like that you know kind of like that LeBron effect where. You know, everybody has their best season when he's, you know, with them. And and you could debate about whether the LeBron effect is a real thing, but the, you get the idea. The, Jor- the Jordan effect to be more appropriate. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know. Anyway, the point is that when when he's on the, you know, I, I, we don't get into the Jordan-LeBron debate. That's a whole other show. But <laughs> if, you know, when, when Khalil Mack is on a team at the end of the day, just his mere presence and the way that he attacks things makes everybody step their game up. I mean, you know, you got an animal. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got Clifton duck, whoever the hell that is making picks, you know, like, uh, I mean, Buster screen had a good day. Amukamara was flying around the field. I mean, Nagy said to today after uh, camp that, you know, there was really not any point where he had to tell them that, you know, to like step it up, you know, and you got that sense. I mean, you know, there's there was franchise players. And then I think Khalil's just that, that generation, that generational elite type guy where it's not just the physical talent, it's the leadership on the field. 
and like Jer said, you, you, that that's contagious, and those guys are are very rare. You know what I mean? The guys right. that can step in and make everybody better. Even you, you got you got a GM saying he's even making the offense better. Yeah, like, this guy's a enjoy him, man. He he's gonna yeah, go yeah. down as one of the best Bears ever. For sure, and and I mean I think there's definitely been guys that have been maybe on his level talent-wise, but I'm not sure if we've seen the whole package like this since, you know, 85. You know, another benefit to having a guy like Mac, we've got a guy behind, alongside of him in his second year, high draft pick, no pressure. All the pressure is off this kid. Mm-hmm. And you heard it, and it's Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. Roquan is just out there. He can just play. Yep. He doesn't have to be the superstar savior that we thought he might have to be when we drafted him. He just gets a, to go out and play. I and guess what so. a great, great interview on all access with him. If you haven't listened to that, you guys got to tap into that. My uncle was telling me he actually uh, caught a game in Georgia when Roquan was there. And that, that atmosphere down in Georgia when the, there's a home game is insane. So it's not like Ro- Roquan came from some little school or something like that whole, mm-hmm. it's it's all about that team there, and yeah. I guess it's it's pretty insane, like pretty insane crowd. South of Tennessee, Tennessee and South, college football's king. I mean, oh, yeah. they say what they, the NFL's great, but Tennessee and South, it's the SEC football is absolute yep. king, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and the crazy thing, Quan's only 22 years old, man. And like, think about that. Like, he's already he's already a Perennial All-Pro. The way he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, there's no question he, he's going to be He certainly the has the pedigree to be that. But only 22. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, and you think about, you know, we talked a lot about the wide receiver group and how far it's come. The linebacker group has come a hell of a long way too. I mean, remember when we were talking about John Timu and like, you know, um, just oh. random assortment of bums that. That, you know, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, and then Danny Terathan came in and it was like, oh, we got like a real linebacker who's won a Super Bowl, you know, and, and, you know, he, he was, a, he was you a, know, he was hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt a lot, man. And that's something and, that still worries me about this linebacking core now. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, the, the, uh, you know, besides um, Roquan, uh, Ye Bunue is, is uh, looking really good. He is. He is shredded up, and he is still fast as hell. I heard um, Quit's looking good too. Quit is not looking bad. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's funny I how like, I still uh, like to see him get some run on the outside. I, I, I think that might. I, I don't know why. I'd like to see him get some run on that outside linebacker. Think he's big enough? I think he could be. I mean, if he's, okay. he's a matchup problem. I think. I mean, he can be. As long, the the thing about him is that you you as we've learned, you just don't want to get him where he has to cover anybody. That's where they get into trouble. Um, and and we've seen that. You know, he got burned in the second half of the first week of the season against Green Bay, and and that was when we needed Roquan. I mean, if Roquan had been in that game, we probably would have won that game. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard much um, from Floyd. Like, Floyd's been doing his job. Again? No, 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 no. I I you know, Floyd is. I just think here's what I think is I don't think that Floyd is going to have the big 10 sack season. I don't think that's, I mean, he's been there. 
I mean, you know, if, if when there's like a, a jet sweep, you know, or a little wide receiver screen or whatever, I mean, that's where that's where you see Floyd. You know, Floyd's got that that lateral quickness. Um, you know, he can batting any balls down or anything. Yeah, they're bat, okay. they batted some balls. I don't know if it's been Floyd, but they batted. You know, I mean, they bat Chase Daniels' ball down. That's that's a given. Yeah, that's, um, I've seen but, that a lot. But a few times, <laughs> <laughs> but a few times they were batting Tyler Bray's ball down, which is kind of crazy. And that was one of the times I, um, where I heard. I don't know if I, I think it was one time when I was there, but I heard some other people saying that that Nagy was was getting into Bray a little bit. Like, how, how the hell are you getting your ball batted down? You're like six foot seven. You know what I mean? Like, get the ball up, um, kind of thing. But I mean, that's a thing. And I talked about this a little bit on Twitter, but like, there's, you know, all of a sudden, you know, what we, what we thought was, you know, maybe a deficiency or like a question mark in the secondary is looking like a strength. I mean, screen seems to be coming around and Franklin's playing well. This Clifton yeah, Duck. Yeah, i heard good things about Franklin, man. Clifton That's Duck cool. guy. I mean, Tolliver. Like, there's all of a sudden depth everywhere you look. Sherrick had two picks <laughs> the day. That's safety, the, right? The, the, yeah. The best the best help to a group of defensive backs is a pass rush that gets home. And. I've <laughs> said this several times. Yep. And shows. If you've got a pass rush that gets home. Man, it makes everybody better. Everybody. Well, and you have Chuck Pagano, one of the best defensive back coaches probably ever. I mean, you saw Ed Reed go into the Hall of Fame, and and what does he talk about? He talks about Chuck Pagano taught him everything he knows about playing defensive back. This is not some slouch. This Ed Reed, (laughs) like a straight-up stud at Miami, you know, goes to and that Baltimore. Hall of Fame bust. Well done on that Hall of Fame. Oh bust. hell yeah, that's probably the best all-time Hall of Fame bust I think maybe ever. Ed Reed with the flowing hair, looking yep. good. But, My buddy actually met Ed Reed. Uh, I don't know if I should share the story, but he, he does seem. I'll just say this: he seems like a cool ass dude, man. Yeah, he's a cool ass dude, and and it was interesting. He talked not only did he talk about Pagano and how what an effect he had on that. He also brought up. A lot of what, you know, some people have been kind of making jokes about, but, you know, we've talked about how, you know, they, they've been all reading this book about the New Zealand All Blacks and this whole idea of the little things and how important the little things are. And, you know, they had this saying, this sweep the sheds. And, I mean, Ed Reed just, it was like another thing that Ed Reed just kind of brought up, like, randomly, you know, talking about, you know, what what's... What's the difference between like a good player, a great player, a Hall of Fame player, and that's that's what he's talking about. He's like doing the little things, and he brought up, you know, uh, I'm not gonna let these guys who are volunteer firefighters who come in after the game, you know, just to be around the players, like clean up my tape and my dirty towels and all this stuff. And it's like that's that now, that's that same mentality. Um, you know, and Kaplan talked with Amukamara about it. Uh, you know, and it's just it's like the details of, you know, uh, someone who's good versus someone who's a, a technician. And, you know, that's what Khalil Mack's about. And that's what I believe Alan Robinson is about. That's what I believe Taylor Gabriel's about. That's what I think Anthony Miller is learning to be about. I think Javon Wims is really taken to the leadership of Allen Robinson, and he's taking that next step. 
Wims looks like a more athletic Alshon. I know it's just training camp, but man, like he, he he's I mean he that's helping his cause. Yeah, that dude helping is, his cause. He looks like the number two receiver in camp right now. I mean, the way he's getting Ooh, open. Thought, we had him on the bubble, dude. Think about it. We had him yeah, on the bubble and, coming and in. Why we like, wouldn't we you? didn't because, know. Well, because he couldn't get on the field. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, I think the Riley, Riley's injuries giving him an opportunity to shine, and he's just yep. grabbing it and going with yeah. it. But I honestly Riley, think that. I honestly game think on, Riley Ridley. Game on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's game on with that wide receiver core. And we knew it was going to be a bloodbath. We just didn't know how it was going to play out. And, you know, Kudos to the guys that are shelling out early in camp, you know. Kudos to Ryan Pace for bringing the competition in like he said he would. Boom. You know? Exactly. That's it. And what I think is most hilarious is everybody's talking about Javon Wims. Everybody's talking about these Allen Robinson. It's like, guess who's fucking throwing them the ball? Ten. Like, Sometimes. You know, it's just, yeah, 90% <laughs> of the fucking time Sometimes. he's throwing them the ball. Allen, the connection between Mitch and Allen Robinson is on point. Every time he throws the ball I, to, I agree. to Allen, it's a it's a completion. And you know who else is as connection is on point is fucking Broniker. Oh, and, and Nagy Nagy went out of his way to preach it to, to preach on Broniker today, just mm-hmm. talking about how smart he is, how he's he's a you, he's a Y, like. You know, and basically putting to bed this idea that, you know, Broniker's just this or just that, you know. Um, and, I mean, you know, the guy is. Uh, what did you tell me after Ted? What did you tell me after camp? I asked you. is like, how, how was my boy? And your exact quote was. My exact quote was, when the ball gets thrown to Ben, ben fucking Broniker, it's a catch. Bam. And that's, <laughs> I mean, that's just facts because you, I watched. Adam Shaheen get the ball thrown to him. Adam Shaheen's your your you know starting tight end in that practice, and this dude's dropping the fucking ball. <laughs> like, reach, out, reach out to your boy, Jer. Come I'm on, on the show. show. Yeah, let's go. There ain't no gag order. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, <laughs> Broniker. God, come on. You think? No, I don't know. I was gonna say something, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I mean. You know, it's just funny, you know, that Nagy didn't have to say that. I mean, I think they were talking, you know, he got asked about Broniker, but, you know, you could see his eyes light up like, you know, that's his guy. He likes that guy. You know, Broniker's a smart guy, knows the offense, knows where to go. And, again, I've said this before, but when the play breaks down and Mitch is rolling out and he's kind of like doesn't really – not sure if he wants to run, not sure if he wants to throw it, Broniker's the guy that's drifting in the right – Great in a scramble drill. Yeah, he's 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 that safety blanket that you know that you want, and it needs to be. Yeah, and that's 100%. Jerry, that's instinct. That's not you know, and you see guys exactly. That can, you got to play with instinct. All right, and you and you see guys that he's can. He's a do smart it. dude too. Like he, he's like he's doing Harvard. He's well, he's doing. <laughs> he's trying out this football thing. If it doesn't work, I remember when they first brought him in, they did a little meet the rookies thing and. I just remember it was going to be like a rocket scientist or some shit if it doesn't work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Or a doctor or something. I don't know. Right. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. His his fallback is pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I think. All right. But that's you know I mean you know to be able to to kind of play with that sort of lack of pressure. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like if he doesn't make it in football, his family doesn't eat. You know, like. I think he might have a broadcasting gig in his future if he wanted. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, that's you know. <laughs> 
Even uh, Greg Olson uh, is going to be. Yeah, well, I'm just saying he's going to be doing a game this year in the bye week. He's going to be broadcasting. You had game. to bring that up. You had to bring that up, that name. <laughs> well, uh, I, mean, I was thinking about that today. All this tight end shit, man. Like, we, we traded him away we because he didn't, he didn't fit the prehistoric dinosaur we had named Mike Martz. Like, the guy, uh, all these years we could add Olsen. I know I'm not, I know I'm not, I'm not going to go into that dark hole, but it just, well, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, of course it is, but. You know, and and I brought up, and it's a shame that Trey Burton can't get on the field, but I had brought up, you know, that I don't think Trey Burton actually had that bad of a year if you take out the end of it. You know, I think he had a good year. And, again, it's like I know it's not really the way that we want to think, and, and everybody's really – everybody has this fantasy football mindset about everything now, you know, where it's like you're only good if – you know, if I draft, if I can draft you in the third round or the fourth round, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you know, and so, you know, people are kind of shitting on Trey Burton, but he had, I mean, compared to the, the, the seasons between Martellus Bennett and now, I mean, he's had, he's had a good, you know, he had a good season and, you know, compared to the rest of the receivers on the team last year, he had a good season. Um, you know, right now, everything's... <laughs> Everything's kind of. Completely agree. If he can stay, if he can stay healthy and not lock up, you know, we give Shaheen shit. We do, but the reality is, is we want that cat to succeed. We don't want him to fail. So we want, we want them all to succeed. Yeah, exactly. I hope fans understand that. You know that if they listen to us, it's like, yeah, we shit on him, but you know what? We want him to succeed because if he if he succeeds, the team succeeds. Right, but I'm not Absolutely. gonna be I'm not gonna be the guy who's like, you know, just cheering for a dude. Um, you know, like Gentry or blindly you know. or something. Yeah. yeah, like I can. He's see. rapidly approaching Kevin White territory to me. Right, That's and Shaheen, not Gentry. Yeah. Yeah, Shaheen, and, and 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 you know, and and remove my opinion about the draft pick uh, away uh, out out of it, out of the equation. He's a big tight end that you look at him and go, this guy has the tools. You look at the, you know, you say, okay, this guy should have it. They drafted him because of, you know, his his measurables and et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of scouts liked him, you know, even though I, I didn't like to pick. But whatever. In the day, you look at him and go, this guy should be better. And I don't know if it's his injury or if he's just feeling the pressure of, like, you know, feeling like every rep has to be successful. But there's just something about him watching him in person. He just kind of has this, like, loping. I think he hears of, it, man. He's I think an, he hears he's it. an awkward athlete too. It's he's weird. just yeah, he's awkward looking. I mean, Bradley Soul looks more athletic than him. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's just and, I, and before he lost the weight, like there's just something like, about Shaheen that's like like watching Sean Bradley play basketball. Oh, God. It's not that bad, but it's like <laughs> wow. Mean, it's in that it's in the ballpark. I mean, he's not a fluid athlete by any stretch of imagination, and, and and he doesn't look like Gronk is not a fluid athlete. I mean, Gronk looks like a freaking you know like like some kind of I don't know like Hulk or something running down the field. But he, he looks fluid for the size he was at though. Right, but 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 the thing about Gronk is Gronk looks big and strong and dominating. Shaheen yep, just looks does, right. big and slow. Like, I'm all for I mean, fucking one of my favorite players of all time is Mark Bavaro, and that guy was just like a freaking, you know, like a bricklayer out there 
you know, mauling people. There's a different kind of strong. I will say that. And right. And I don't. He doesn't exhibit any of that. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't no. exhibit dominance off the line. He doesn't exhibit. <laughs> you know, he's definitely. If if it, we're going with the Sean Bradley. <laughs> Comp. Yeah, that was a little it's, extreme. I'm just the first well, person I mean, to pop them out. Sean Bradley was a monster, so let's give him that much. Anyway. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, there's just well, a different kind of strength to it, man. And he ain't got it right now. You can be His lower awkward. body doesn't have it. And, you you and can I, be awkward and, and, and goony and gangly and be successful in, in this game. You have, but you. I don't see the like want to from him. I don't see the Boy, guy. At tight that, end, like, it's tough. At tight like, end, it's tough. Yeah, at tight end, you gotta like contact. I mean, I've used the analogy of as a boxer, you gotta like being punched in the face. Well, at tight end, you gotta like getting punched in the chest. Like, yep. you know, you gotta like getting hit. Like, you, you, there's no being tight end and being afraid of contact. Like that's nope, not. You gotta, you gotta want to come down the line and. Get that Mash ship on the end and just yeah. run your route after that and there's not no, get knocked off. Your, there's no nasty oh. in Shaheen's game at all. Not right now. I don't know if there ever was. I mean, I right. watched. I was watching highlights because whatever today and and it was a long day and I was trying to just like get my mind off of it and I was watching the highlights of the of the first game against the Vikings and he catches that two point conversion. And Mitch comes over to like congratulate him, and he's like hurt, like he can't even he can't even like like jump up and and bump chests with Mitch because he's like injured, you know. And it's just like it's like this dude. I mean, he just can't. I mean, he gets hurt at, at, all the time. He gets hurt. When he, yeah, and it's like concussed? it's crazy. Like it's just it's sad. I mean, honestly, it's sad, you know. And I hope that. You know, he put something together, but I'll tell you what, Trey Burton was not at practice the day that I was there, and Shaheen was getting all the run with the first team, and he looked like crap. I mean, there's no other way to spin it. And, you know, I mean, what the it's hell? Fine. I think he hears it, man. I think he hears You would have to hear Every, I mean, you these know, guys. I that, think the, the, team's here, the team's hearing it, too, because didn't he make a catch today, and it's like everybody came up to him like, Yay! Oh, yeah. Way to go! Like, Way to go! He's like job. The, the Leonard Floyd of the offense. I mean, oh, although Leonard Floyd's had a lot more success than Shaheen, but it's kind of like the you know, oh, let's all root. You know, everybody's rooting for you. You know, and that that doesn't feel good. I mean, no, hell no, he knows. Like, you know, he doesn't want to be the guy that's getting attention for like not living up to. You're a team guy. Yeah, and people on Twitter. Well, I'm, watching, talk- I'm watching the college highlights now, man, and it's just mm-hmm. he, he, the the level he was playing on. He was a man playing with boys, right? He's right. like burning safeties, and well, welcome to the NFL, kid. Like, yeah, Adam yeah. Thielen played yeah. DT though, too, man. Come on, no excuse. A different animal. Mm, is it? It's a different. A- the athletes are different animals. What I'm saying. Adam Thielen's pretty damn fucking good. Right, but Thielen has Thielen's. Wired differently is what I'm saying, man. Right. Yep. Thielen's wired right, exactly. like a, like a Tom Waddle with with way more athleticism. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Thielen's a Thielen is and and Thielen is a technician too. I mean, you know, and that that was something um, I was listening the, to. The statement was that D two is this and that. Hey, Thielen's a D two guy. My point is, what you're making for me actually is that. 
Shaheen, no excuses, man. You either a, got it or you ain't right. got it. It's a makeup thing with him. It is not. It is not about. I mean, I. I you know, what they see in him is a big body that should be able to high point the ball and should basically never be completely covered because of who's going to end up covering him. He's too big to be covered by a, a, a corner, a slot corner, and they're not going to put an outside corner on him. And, you know, in theory, it, it, that's the type of player that, you know, you should be able to just basically run a slant to him. And if you put the ball in the right place, it's it's a catch. I mean, it's it's eight yards every damn time. I mean, just look at, you know, everybody wants to do that Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski thing where it's like anytime they want, they can get a 10-yard slant, and you just can't do a goddamn thing to stop it. So here <laughs> we are. Training camp started. We questioned the tight end group. Still questioning it. Um, yep. Kicker yep. still questioning it. And uh, in my mind, I mean, we you know, Mitch's development was a big thing, and that's – it's only training camp, but you know, I know the defense is the defense is very good. I still think we got our kicker. I think Panero's the kicker. Yeah, I, I want to see in the game. I mean, he didn't. The oh yeah, but I'm just saying it's still up in the air, and you know, it's still a competition. It is very much competition. I think they made it a good one, which is pleasantly surprising from from the way OTAs went, but. I would say that the day that I was there, the kickers did not look good. Both of them missed kicks. Um, they were alternating. It wasn't like it was somebody's day or somebody else's day. It was, you know, they were they were alternating, and they got they kind of did the thing where it's like, okay, kick a 33, then a 43, then a 53, and whatever else you want. And they, you know, and Nagy talked about it today. He said, you know, they're they're tired. They didn't even kick today, you know. They've been kicking a lot. They're tired. They gave him the day off, basically. You know, he wants them to get their minds right for the preseason. Well, how, how do you justify that to the rest of the team, though? Eh, the kickers are tired. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I don't, I'm don't. i sure they don't mind the rest of the team because, I mean. They're probably tired of it, too. Well, and it's. it's <laughs> well, he's, he's, been he's been giving players days off, though. It's just one. No, I'm just saying, though, if you're, if you're a position player, and right. we're, just, we're not going to have the kickers out there. But, but what? they know they I'm know they're busting my ass, you know. It's it's different though. This is this is a pressure cooker right now for them. They it's know a, it's what, a and bit they know what that means when Nagy says that. I mean, basically, basically the kickers had a bad day on Monday, and and we don't want to deal with it if they have a bad day on Tuesday. <laughs> like they're already mm. they're already hearing the. the so who needs the break then? Really, is it just the coaches need to break? Everybody from, needs a break. Everybody. Okay. I think you know and, and, uh, the one thing I'm glad about is they're not giving Mitch a break and like I know like I'm not I'm not trying to be negative about Trubisky but like as far as I'm talking about they're not letting the defense let up on him they could easily just say guys play vanilla let him get some highlights here you know what I mean like Mark Tristan would have done that but they're not and and I right. think putting it, putting him through with a fire and get and getting him it, it's gonna just make him a better quarterback you know well, what I, I mean like yeah. Khalil said today I mean they asked him you know. Is it, what do you think about when the quarterback, you know, when the quarterbacks are frustrated versus defense? He's like, I think that's good. He's like, he's like, he's like, that's, you know, that you should get frustrated. That means you, you know, that that's, means you care about it. It's going to make and, the game slow down for him. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and one of the, the moments that I thought at camp was really telling was he threw, I thought a very nice pass over the middle for a touchdown to Allen Robinson, but 
it was a little out in front, and Allen had to dive and made a really great catch. And it was like a play where everybody was like, oh, you know, like excited about. And what did Mitch do? Mitch took off his helmet and threw it on the ground. And he was pissed because that was, you know, that's an over-the-middle ball that he made Robinson dive for. And he, I mean, this dude knows, he knows that he made Allen Robinson dive and hurt his ribs. He fucking knows that. Like, he's not oblivious to that. He's not Cutler where it's just like, whatever. Like, this dude cares and... You know, he's a perfectionist. And so, I, I mean, I thought that was cool. Everybody's literally cheering, and Mitch is like, fuck, like throwing his helmet down, you know, over a touchdown. And, you know, so it was – I mean, I thought that was cool. I mean, you know, and, and he definitely – I think sometimes – and you see Nagy telling him, like, it's okay to smile. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to – I mean, Mitch is, Mitch is feeling the pressure. He wants to be great, and he wants to live up to this defense. And he also – and I don't know if he'd ever say this, but he does not want to be the quarterback that that has a ring in spite of his bad play. As much as he wants a Super Bowl ring, I guarantee you That's he does not. Huh? He wants to be the reason. Yeah. Not, or at least not, not the Trent Dilfer. Exactly. But, you know, he doesn't want to be the Trent Dilfer. He doesn't want to be, you know, I mean, even people talk about Russell Wilson's Super Bowl as having a little luster off of it because of his defense, you know, Legion of Boom. Mm, Russell, was, I, I, I felt like he made the players better around him on offense. He wasn't, like, working with superstars. I know, but I'm just saying that they, they talk about that. I mean, he got better after that. Like, he didn't have, like, a dominant season. I mean, he also had, like, no receivers. Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. Which, which is, you know, which I think you have to be um, mindful of. Um, but, you know, I mean... I just think it's, you know, I think Mitch is, I think Mitch is, is where he needs to be. Would you like to see him, you know, um, doing a little bit better? Would you like to see him doing a lot better? Sure. But at the I same think, time, like, I don't want to see him carving up this defense because that's going to lead you to think something's up with this defense. <laughs> like, you know. It's a lose-lose. You can't win. Yeah, but you want to see steady. You just want to see improvement. And, I, and I, think, I think you have. I mean. Honestly, I think you have, and I think that he had a good day today, although they weren't in pads, but whatever. I think the hardest thing is he he looking more – sorry, go ahead, Jay. The hardest thing for people that haven't been out to camp and actually seen it is you can't see his 15, 20, 25-yard slants and things of that nature. Right. He is – the. When I tell you he's throwing lasers, man, the yeah. kid is flat out throwing. He's throwing darts, man. The, the kid's yeah. making strides. Yeah. The uh, play calling is coming in quicker. I mean, it's going to be – he's going to show us. And it's up to him to show us. But Is he, looking, like more po- is he looking more poised pre-snap? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That, that's important. Absolutely. I mean, and 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 his, his – RPO play action is looking really good. There was a few times where I thought for sure that the running back had the ball and he did not (laughs) have the ball and then he threw it and the throw wasn't always amazing after that, but the play action and the, and the mesh point was, was solid. Like, you know, fooled me. Do they seem to be getting like to the line quicker pre-snap? 
Oh yeah, I mean, and and there's, there's more no... fluid, like more fluid before, like being. Yeah. I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna Mitch, give you. I think Mitch giving himself Jonathan enough Woods. time to like assess the play properly before the snap. Well, a, you don't. It's they're not really running. Um, it's more vanilla, it. right? Well, no, it's you not. Might really check out. Go ahead. You might check out Jonathan Wood, man. He's been doing some research on it, and he's got some stuff. Now, I don't know if he's posted it on Twitter or not. But uh, there's some interesting stuff concerning exactly that, getting to the line, breaking the huddle, things of that nature. You might might go take a peek at that. And, that, I mean, Nagy's play calling also makes it easier to assess all that with the motion and everything, trying to get the defense out of their disguises. But I just uh, – as, as long they, they, that's what I – that's a lot of the feedback I've been hearing is, is his pre-snap stuff has, has improved a ton. I mean, look, Jerry, you remember last year there were times where – where Nagy kicked him off the field. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, he was pissed about it. You there, was time, there was times where they, they got real sloppy and Nagy would just be like, get off the field. Like second team, let's go. Yeah, and I, didn't come see, the twos. I didn't see any of that, you know? No. Like it's, it's, you know, and there, I didn't see any false starts. There was one, and I mentioned this on Twitter, but there was, there was a, they were running a lot of, uh, they're running a lot of Hail Mary, hurry up, and goal line earlier in mm. the day, and it was right in front of where I was, and there was a goal line where Shaheen was singled on Amukamara, and it was, like, obvious it was going to be the Shaheen fade, you know, because there was nobody else out there on right. Amukamara. <coughs> Excuse me, and James, James Daniels snapped it right over Mitch's head. And it was like, I think that's uh, something that's been encouraging too, because the I think the NFL they have NFL officials that are there for the practices. Mm-hmm. Not many pre not many pre snap penalties, not no. many formation penalties. Mm-mm. You know, and they will call it. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. they're paid to do it. So, I think that's another encouraging thing. It just just all in all smoother. I mean, like I said, I was only at camp one day last year, so I'm not, you know, but I've also heard this echoed from people who were there. I mean, Bragg said it, you know, that that they just I mean, it's just a, it's just all in all. It's a smoother operation. You know, they even the second and third team seem to know what they're doing more. Um, I know I've said it already, but the Allen Robinson and Mitch connection is is rock solid. Anthony Miller is coming around. Javon Wims is looking really good. Gabriel will be there. I mean, Gabriel didn't Marvin practice. Marvin Hall is looking good. Man. Marvin Hall is looking good. Uh, I even saw this kid they picked up out of Delaware. Joe Walker got a lot of uh, run because Ridley was Ridley was suited, but he wasn't. Today he got some action, but he didn't get any reps when I was there. Um, but yeah, this you know number two. Uh, it looks like we're we're probably right in what we've been saying, and other people have been saying about Emmanuel Hall that he's probably gonna be, you know, they try to stash him on the IR because he still is having a hard time um, getting on the field. That's a good move. That's a for sure. That might be intentional too. It might be. I mean, I, I'm sure that they're because of the depth that they have. Why wouldn't they be cautious? Yep. I mean, at the end give of the day, the, give the kid a red shirt. You, you can afford to. You can afford right. to be cautious. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, listen, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be pie in the sky about it, you know, and I would definitely, I think, be critical, um, you know, and there was more than a few times where I was yelling, you know, come on, 10, like, you know, you gotta, you know, but 
there's also some times where it's like, whoo, like, you know, these, you know, it, it, like Jerry said, his, his <clears throat> stuff into the flat, his ball placement with that, where he's able to, to, to put the ball in a spot where the, the running back can make some yards. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's night and day of catching the ball from Mike Davis and, and Montgomery over oh, the previous. It's all about good ball placement, boys. Right, but it's also about a receiver being in the position to get that ball. Um, and, you know, Montgomery and, and Cohen and Davis all have that ability. And we're just there, man. That's the thing. This lineup is there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we just, if, if Mitch takes that next step, we are, we're going to the promised land. And I think that's, it's not Mitch's fault. And he is developing in a complicated offense. So, you want that you want that progress to be a little bit rushed. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but my my journey in my fandom, I'm like I'm hungry for a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Oh and well, hell yeah, we all this are. This team this team is built to do that. So I, it, Mitch is coming along just fine. I, I think he'll be fine. It's just uh, he, he's taken on a lot. You know, he's taken on a, yeah, a he's, complex he's system team, with not man. much experience coming into the league. So you got to be patient. Unfortunately. But I, I hopefully he this I think this is the year though. I mean, we're gonna really get a good idea of where he's at. And at the end of the day, no matter what, it, it, it you know for everybody on for from the lowest number of followers, you know, troll to Colin Cowherd, you talk about Mitch Trubisky and and you get clicks. I mean, <laughs> you know, I tweeted oh, that. Thing. Yeah, they do it with a plan. You of know, course. And they, I know they're going to up a huge fan base. I mean, I honestly thought that everybody kind of heard about that stat where he had the most 50-yard passes that traveled 50 yards in the air of anybody last season. And the NFL put that out, like, from next-gen stats, like, in May of this year. And I thought everybody heard about that. But I just kind of quote-tweeted it, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm sitting here on Twitter, like, hearing everybody talk all this smack about how – you know, he can't throw the ball here, can't throw the ball there. And then, you know, I mean, that tweet just took off. And then all of a sudden, Lewis Riddick is on it. And, you know, I mean, it's – I mean, the fact of the matter is is that there's a lot of smart people who, who see what's coming for Mitch. And, you know, uh, this past week, old Matt Miller, Mr. Ryan Pace, fired himself with his draft picks in 2017, put out, you know, a piece – predicting Mitch to have a breakout season and his piece, his exact same piece last year was about Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, little by little, the doubters are chipping away. They're falling away, you know, but you're always going to have the the clickbait artists. And I mean, freaking cowherd was on TV today. He basically Evan Silva essentially made up a headline from the Tribune. From one sentence of that article, too. That article, article doesn't even say that. that. Like, that article is actually well, really, I mean, overall, it's a positive article. Yeah, he, for, he took one line out of it that right. was taken out of context. Right. Like, it was a total TMZ move. Like, you know, and I, you know, whatever. Uh, props to him, I guess, if that's all you're after. But, you know, uh, people, you know, that's why people think of what they think of when they think of Evan Silva. But the garbage garbage <laughs> but but Trash. i mean so so you get the, he takes one little piece out of out of a story that really doesn't actually make that much of a it's really not about mitch that article it's it's about a lot uh, of other it's about a lot of other things yeah absolutely and then cowherd takes that tweet 
and runs with it, you know, and is is like comparing, you know, is going with this Tebow narrative and Lamar Jackson and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, I mean, it's at the end of the day, like just like with the kickers, it's you got to put up to make people shut up. And, yeah, and, and the kids, the kids, a winner. He's wired. He's he's a leader. He's a winner. Um, it might not look pretty at times, but he he's always shown that he can learn from his mistakes. And right. if he does, if he does have a bad game, he bounces back. Yeah, the the whole thing about for second quarter Mitch or fourth quarter Mitch. Yeah, Coleman brought up, but th- that's showing that this kid is he can get better in a game. He doesn't let a, a slow start throw him off. He stays focused. He he corrects it like. Right. Those, are the, and, those are the things you want to see. And Nagy, I think, is going to get much better at his adjustments. You know? I mean, yeah, let's you not can forget. dig deeper in the bag with the quarterback that knows the play. Exactly. Let's not forget when, when we lived in the John Fox world, who was literally the worst adjustment coach I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, it was a guarantee that the Bears were going to come out in the second half and be worse. Every game they were worse in the second half. I don't care what happened in the first half. The Bears were worse under John Fox in the second half. Like, you know, they might hang around and make some plays, but that was basically John Fox's coaching philosophy. Hang around and make some plays. Well, that's the thing. When the team goes into the the good coaches, when they go in the locker room at halftime, it's how they come out after the game plan alone. Like Exactly. I mean, you look at, I mean, just, you know, we talk about Belichick, but Belichick comes out in the second half every time and he's got some new wrinkle for you, you know, and it's like, you know, you better be ready for it. And so many teams are deferring now, um, you know, to get the ball coming out of the half. And yeah, I mean, I think that's something that we'll probably do a lot of this year because we don't mind having our defense go out there first. Oh, we yeah, want and the this defense is, out there first. It's just cool having a coach too that like Lovey was one of my favorite coaches of all time, but this dude is like on another level. Like he's just he's the man, man. He's like a coach, like he's he's like one of the players. Like he just has a different aura about him than any other coach I've seen. And Nagy's a man. That's all that's all I have to say. It and kudos it, to Ryan Pace for giving him the pieces to be the man. That's let's let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. The, the talent oh, level. I know. I, I get that. I just I just really. I mean, like... it, it all works together, and John Fox was never going to be that guy. Never. Yeah, and I mean, just Ryan the whole Pace package. The, the innovative play calls, the the way he handles the media, like how cool he is with the fans. Like he just gets it, you know. Well, and that's just him too. Like I mean, I don't. He oh, he's not like... out of yeah. He was like that from from day one. I don't really, you know, and, and the winning obviously helps. It never hurts, but it's not like he was, you know, it doesn't feel like an act, you know, like Tressman, Tressman felt like an act that quickly we saw behind the curtain and was like, oh, you're just like a little, fluid. yeah, like, like Tressman, you're just like this little weirdo behind the curtain, like Wizard of Oz, you know what I mean? Like all this is fake, you know, like all your double talk and your toolbox concepts and all your bullshit it's all just, you know, fake. And the players saw right through it immediately, too. You know, and I'm just love it. Love these pressers were brutal, too. Well, yeah, there was like, the, you know, it's like this kind of like, you know, like antagonistic, you know, it's like, oh, he's a player's coach and and this, that and the other. Well, it's like, you know, Rick's I mean, our quarterback. Yeah. 
it's like, don't challenge me, you know, because I know better than you. And I mean, Nagy, you know, Nagy explains things. He's honest, you know, not to the point of giving up a competitive advantage, but he's, you know, I mean, all the reporters talk about how refreshing it is and holy shit. You have a Chicago media on your side. Like, what a fucking, you know, you could say what you want about the Chicago media. That is a it's, miracle. I mean, the Chicago media is fully on Matt Nagy's side. Oh, yeah. I mean, they may not be on Mitch's side, but they are fully on, Matt, on, on uh, <clears throat> you know, Matt Nagy's side. I mean, and we've, we've Chicago is has been known for strife with the media. I mean... Even in 85, 84, you know, I mean, there was there was strife. There was strife amongst the, the players. There was strife amongst the, the coaches' staff, you know. I mean, in, in the Levy era. Had some very interesting press conferences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wanstat was cantankerous. You know, I mean, Dick Duran was like a, you know, was, I mean, you know, like, it's just bizarre. If you can get some audio, if you can get some audio from the old Ditka, <laughs> Press conferences, that's yeah. gold. That's yeah. just gold. Well, and that, you know, and, that, and then there was all sorts of talk about him, you know, not wanting to let anybody be bigger than him, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, that's true. I, don't, I don't see that with Nagy at all. I mean, even no. though he has this big personality and he, and he, and he is swaggy Nagy and he does these things, it's just, it's just confidence. It's just good old fashioned confidence. He's level headed. Like, yeah. He's the kind of guy that you'd like you wouldn't think twice about like leaving your kids with. You know? I wouldn't leave my kids with Mark Tressman for it would take a lot of money. <laughs> I'd, let Chloe, I'd let that Chloe babysit <laughs> that, <dude's a> <laughs> that dude's a straight creep. You'd let Chloe do a lot of things though, bro. And John, right, yeah, yeah. And, John <laughs> and John Fox is like, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like, you know, he'd fall asleep on the chair and next thing you know, the kids are burning the house down. You know, I don't know what happened to them. I was watching them. <laughs> Sorry, John, dude, where are the kids? Really stoned. <laughs> where, where are my kids, John? Uh, Carlos? No. <laughs> like, where are my fucking kids, John Fox? You know, Nagy be out there teaching them, teaching them how to play. <laughs> you know, teaching them to spread offense. It's funny though. It's funny how a, a year. Knowing uh, West Coast. That, that brought me down a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah it, 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 good it, spread it. offense. Mm, yeah, no, we're not talking about Chloe. Anymore. Pause. Pause. What were we gonna say, Jerry? Before Diddy. It's uh, funny how Diddy, Diddy took it to a whole lower level. Thanks. <laughs> it's funny how the whole attitude of a city can change on one hire. Yep. And. Nagy has changed the whole attitude. I mean, no, I, I mean Khalil, Khalil happened to. Yes. Hey, but you have to have a GM with the balls enough to do it and believe in his coach enough to say, yeah, I'm going to give you that tool. And I'm going to spend that They're month. in sync, too. Pace and Nagy are just on the same page. That's what I'm it's saying, like, man. They're just bros running a team. You know what I mean? Right, one. And uh, that Waddle and. Pat Boyle was on for Sylvia today. We're talking about how Nagy chose the Bears over the Colts, and that's no small deal. I mean, he basically chose his, you know, to go not go with his boy and Chris Ballard and to not go coach Andrew Luck, 
to go coach Mitch and whoever <laughs> and the defense, which was good, but wasn't like it is now, you know, like he made that. Don't decision. say that to Akeem Hicks. He, he'll get pissy about it. Uh, yes, he will. And, 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 and he should. And, and, and I love Akeem Hicks and, and, and I love that he has that pride, you know, and, and there's a chip on his shoulder a little bit about, you know, don't tell him that the defense didn't get good until Akeem Hicks got here, but, or until Khalil Mack got here. But I mean, that's I a big it's deal. How he, how he was vibing with Pace in the interview though. That, exactly. That was for him. That's important, man. You know, and, and fucking Pace, just like he does, he went out and got his man. He said, George, get the fucking plane. We are going. And, you know, like they had dinner with the wives and, and, you know, like, I mean, he, he gave him the full court press. Fucking went in there with his hair looking all fucking sharp and shiny. Probably had like a fancy suit on. Like Ryan Pace <laughs> had his Ryan Pace mojo going and he closed the huh. fucking deal. And, I mean, that's a huge – I mean, I, we remember we were excited when we got John Fox because he was a real coach. Like we never – you know, had hired the Bears had never hired a coach who had done it before. Yeah, these aren't just these thing. aren't just suits either. They're like this right. isn't just a lifetime coach. This was a guy who was a football player at one time. And same thing with Pace. He's a football guy. Like he was, he played college yeah. ball also. But this okay, was, baby. I mean, this 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 was one of the the biggest, the most sought after guys out there. And we got him. And we got him. And, and yep. Pace got him. And he chose the Bears. And then everything else has happened after that, and now you got people like Corderell Patterson choosing the Bears, and even Haha Clinton Dix choosing the Chose. Bears. Yep. You know, and it—I mean, sorry, but that's no small thing because I mean, how many times have we just gotten nothing but the scraps of everything? The scraps of yeah. the coaching hires, the scraps of the the free agency. You know, I mean, it's. I like, remember one, one off season. There was, oh yeah, Muhammad. I remember there was there was one off season like I think it was like two off seasons ago where there was talk about the uh, it was getting to the point where fans were worried. I mean me myself also were worried about the the was it the workers comp laws in Illinois were gonna turn away uh, yeah. potential free agents and now it's like the team's good none of the, you know what I mean it's just like right. we were worried okay. about little things happening to to keep people away right one well, even I mean even Taylor Gabriel I think was was a guy that could have gone. A lot of places. Allen Robinson, you know, could have gone a lot of places, and he chose to come here. Well, Taylor Gabriel was uh, rumored to be for the win the 49er camp, as I recall. I mean, yeah, like, I'm sure oh, he the had. 49ers were going to go get get him, and yeah, I heard, again, I heard we fleeced oh, I said Gabriel would fit. Oh, Gabriel's too small. I was like, you kidding? You put him and Cohen on the field at the same time before he got here? Just like that's, that's a nightmare for a defense. Just wait to the speed they're going to unleash on some of these formations, man. I mean, and there's been talk about because of Gabriel's contract that they may be moving on after this season or so. I've not, not anything valid, just people's opinions, but mm-hmm. he, he could still, I mean, if the bears don't hold on to him, I could definitely see him going to San Fran because of Shanahan, but I'm hoping it doesn't happen, man. This, I really like Gabriel kid plays bigger than he is. He plays with a lot of heart. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's always these people that are, like, thinking, like, two, three years in advance and looking at the cap and all that stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I know. I hate it's it. It's like, take a – give it a fucking rest. Like, let's just – can we just, like, see this team play before you start previewing the 2020 draft? Like, I mean, how you know, can you and, not love and, Gabriel? <laughs> like, I, when he came, came in, he put Mitch's jersey on, man. Like – Right. You, I, yeah. 
the guy, I mean, although it was interesting, I did hear <clears throat> one thing about Gabriel is that it, I think it did take him a little bit of time to adjust to the plays and to adjust to the 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 high level of scrutiny that that Nagy and Helfrich and Furry expect. You know first I mean? time yeah, as, it was his first time as a full time receiver. Same thing for Anthony Miller too. Remember, mm-hmm. Furry cut him down in a hurry. Well, and and you heard you heard Anthony Miller say, uh, you know, that basically he was he couldn't use his arms to to make moves and get open. He was getting open just with his legs and head fakes and stuff like that. But he, the most of the season, this guy was playing worried that his shoulder was going to fall out of socket. I mean, you know, and you got people like wondering if he's going to have a, a good year. Like the dude wasn't even healthy and he led the team in touchdowns, like, you know, receiving touchdowns. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to have like a 1,200, you know, or even a 1,000-yard season receiving. They might, but I guarantee you Anthony Miller's going to get 10 touchdowns this upcoming season. Oh, and yeah, gets, and I think that wasn't that the most snaps Gabriel played last oh. year, too, in a season? Uh, yes, 100% yeah. it was, because he'd always been behind Julio Jones. Right. And I um, <clears throat> can't remember the other big receiver that Atlanta had for a while. Roddy White. Yes, Roddy, Roddy White. White. Yes, Roddy White, who was... You know, and even, um, you know, they've always, Atlanta has always had a deep receiving core. I mean, we, and now we have two of those dudes in Marvin Hall and Taylor Gabriel. You know, I mean, and some teams are going to start ending up with our guys, you know, um, uh, you know, that we cut, but, uh, you know, it's, it's. My yeah, Alex steps of turn. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's just. The, don't go to Chicago to die anymore. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's it, it's just wild. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, you just have to, like, the way that you kind of, like, rub your eyes and just go, wait, with Khalil Max on our team, you also kind of rub your eyes and go, like, this is, like, who are all these weapons? I mean, you see, Corderell Patterson is a freak. This dude is a freak. He is huge, and he is fast, and he, like, it's wild. You know, you see him out there, and it's like, I, I, I don't know what, People are going to do with him. I don't think the Patriots even got the most out of him. I just last can't year. wait to watch Hard Knocks and just like <clears throat> say the whole time in my head, we got Mac, we got Mac. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like watching the Raiders just struggle without Mac, like it's crazy. I still can't believe it. I'm telling you, man, it's not just that. It's just, it's not just that. And that rookie that's now in his second year, that Roquan, dude, he's, he's going to be special. Good. Oh yeah, he's gonna be special. That's my opinion. Oh, definitely. I, I thought he would be like the a Derek Brooks type of linebacker, which it, Brooks was a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's in on it. Just that nose for the ball. He just reminds me of him. Well, and I just feel like too, he's like a cleaner type of guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just that guy that comes in and and cleans up the play. You know, not necessarily. He might not be there at the point of attack, but then all of a sudden there's Roquan. But you he's know, in on or, every play. Yeah, or that. I mean, that was that. I, I think it was the Detroit game where he ran about 45 yards downfield and chased the tight end down and, and ran him out of bounds. Like, he does not give up. You know, nope. like he he just and he's just got speed. I mean, you know, people made a, a you know kind of a you know some something of some of these one on ones. Um, you know, whether it was blocking or whatever, but you know, they were talking today about 
him <clears throat> being in the one-on-ones with Cohen and sticking right with Tariq. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's serious. I mean, Tariq. That's, that's for real. Everybody's talking about Montgomery and Davis, but Tariq hasn't gone anywhere. Well, nope. He is, and and I think if he gets in situations that are just tailor made for him, it's gonna be scary. I don't even want to know what he was doing before he muted. <laughs> He's panning for wow. gold. Uh, yeah. That's right. It's <laughs> the great that running history. What, what am I doing? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Jer's coming to you. I don't know what I'm doing. J- uh, but w- at the end of it, we're going to know how the sausage is made. That's all. Yeah, so, hey, you you went you were at camp yesterday, right? This is true. All right. So did you what, from going the the week prior? Did you see any uh any changes for the positive? Any uh yeah? Any progress? I did. Um, I I definitely did not see the defense blowing up as much stuff at the line. Um, I saw Mitch getting rid of the ball, um, and. Uh, the secondary was making some plays, but it wasn't because they were necessarily bad throws. They were just making plays. Um, so, you know, that looked good. Um, I saw, you know, like I said, I saw, uh, unfortunately, Shaheen not really take advantage of Burton being out. Um, what else? Um, Cohen looked really good, you know, really fast. Um, you know, he was a lot of times he was starting in the backfield and then he would go out, uh, run a pass or be in the flat. Um, Javon Wims continued to look really good. You know, he's catching balls in the flat. I mentioned before the Allen Robinson connection is really strong. Um, you know, they're, they just seem in lockstep with each other. Um, uh, well, so, I mean, Ives, Ives can catch the ball. I mean, he wasn't really running with the ones much, but. But he can catch the ball. Um, he's a big target. Not the fastest guy, but you know. But sneaky athletic. No, he's just no. he's got Nothing hands. Sneaky. You know, no, he's okay. not. He's no Daniel Braverman, but he he's just got you know he's just like a big target, like a you know kind of like a I don't know like a Ed McCaffrey or like a Joe Jervicious type of a. The McCaffrey was a beast. Mm-hmm. I think the best news you just told me out of that whole thing was that the offensive line is starting to really pick it up. And they're yeah. starting to – if they can hold their own against that defensive front, oh, hell no. But they ain't nobody getting anywhere on that. Nope. I've heard Harry's not playing on the sidelines either. Like, that dude gets fired up. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, who is a freaking monster of a man, Cornelius Lucas. Good Lord. That guy is <laughs> – He's six foot nine and three thirty, and 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 it's all Every there. Every bit of it. <laughs> that boy is big. Like I mean, he 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 looks big in the middle of the offensive lineman. And Bobby Massey and Charles Leno and Kyle Long and James Daniels are not small. <laughs> like, and so he he was out there with the twos. Um, it was uh, Ted Larson at center, and uh, <clears throat> Lucas was uh, was. Playing guard. He took the Alex Barr spot from the injury, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, Coward was Coward was out there. Uh, he looked pretty good. Um, 
One thing I would say is that I don't I I, I don't know I didn't see uh, Matthew Betts at all. I, he to me is going to be cut sooner rather than later. I mean, he, I caught just, a, just... he caught an onside kick, eh? <laughs> Did he? I guess I, oh, saw I don't know anything about that. Yeah. I saw Kylie Fitz get into the game a little bit. I didn't see much Aaron Lynch. He didn't get a lot of he didn't get a lot of. Um, you were asking about Ellis Richardson. Ellis Richardson um, was in with the third team. He looked okay. Um, Bunting got some catches. Dax Raymond had some catches. I mean, if I'm ranking the tight ends from that day, it would be Broniker, Bunting, Raymond, Shaheen, and Ellis Richardson kind of tied. Ouch. That's not good. No, I mean not good, not good for Alice. I just thought I thought he with the injuries and stuff maybe he have opportunity to step up. But if you, if you're comparing him with Shaheen, that ain't good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this this uh, <laughs> wow. this, this Clif, Clifton Duck dude out of Appalachian State is kind of yes. come on out of nowhere. Yeah, well, and, two two or three picks. Yeah, I mean, he's got a he's, he's he, the ball finds him, and and people say stuff like that, but I, it, you know. It's it's uh, it's something, um, you know. He he looks good, and 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 people are you know. I mean, uh, Dan DeYoung and Jack were like making jokes about it. You know, people are you know already doing these like Mighty Ducks gifs every time he has a play in camp, and like you know, it's like that's like the second thing that's behind the Ives Hive is like the duck. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the Duck Squad or the Mighty Duck. Kudos to those guys for making it. They're going to make it difficult for them to be cut. That's exactly what you want, you know? Right. And, They're and, putting down good tape. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, Khalil said today. He's like, well, what do you want to see out of the, you know, out of the, uh, the, the game on? And he's like, dominance. Everybody, even if you're not going to make the team, you should go out there and, and put something on tape, you know? Um, I would say that. I don't. I don't think it's looking good for Matthew Betts. I don't think it's looking so Which good. Which Chloe for... would put something on tape. Hey oh, I, I don't think it's. And there it is. And scene. I don't think it's looking good for uh, our boy Chuck Harris. He might. Maybe he'll make it to the practice squad. I don't see him doing anything. Um, I, I would say right now Ryan Nall has the edge over Kareth White. Depending on the how the um, special team shakes out, but White's still banged up too, though, right? The foot and the hamstring. Right, but Nall's out there, mm-hmm. and and he looks big and quick, and he looks like he can catch. I mean, again, it's going to be the preseason, so um, from what we've heard, uh, Montgomery should get a, a good amount of action in the preseason game. Eddie or uh, Nagy has said that, um, so that'll be. You know, cool to see him. Um, what else? I would say that, you know, I, some of these guys that are on the bubble, you know, some of these, you know, it's like, I don't know, Jordan Williams, Lambert. I don't know who that is. I mean, he, he was out there a little bit. Um, I mean, the, the, the Bears put out their first unofficial um, depth chart today. And, you know, a lot of guys, those guys that I mentioned, they're at the bottom of it. So Nice. Crickets. Chirp, chirp. Yep. Exactly. I mean, obviously that doesn't always mean anything, but I mean, they, they put it out that way for a reason. Right. Uh, the one thing that I thought was most interesting about the depth chart is that Bilal Nichols is a starter. 
and as he oh, should yeah. be. From all indications, he is ripped, and what I saw of him. Whew. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, baby. And, and Bullard's not a guy that, like, I know we've talked a lot about uh, Floyd, but Bullard, Bullard's had those. It, it's been a little disappointing with him, too. I thought he would be a lot yeah, better than he is. a lot of people had him as a, as a second or third round talent. I don't know what round. Yeah, he, he's kind of but. escaped the, the negativity in a sense just because we were all waiting for Floyd for a little yeah, bit Bullard there. Was a third, Bullard was a third-round pick out of Florida. Yeah. Early third-round pick. So people thought he was going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I think he'll make the team. I think he'll make the team, but he's a rotational guy. But, but that's what we need is uh, we no, need he'll be to a solid have, backup. Well, but you need waves. I mean, you need waves. You've got to have somebody behind Goldman, man. That To me, that's, that's a position that needs to be. Did you see that pitch to Eddie today? Off the interception? Yeah, Mukamara. <laughs> that was awesome, yeah, man. He was looking at him like, really? Okay, fuck it. I guess he I'm actually, running. <laughs> he actually moved all right for a big dude. Yeah, he's, well, yeah, I mean, he's a big dude. Like, Yeah. Yeah, he's a big dude for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, they, don't really ha- they don't really have a technical, technically a backup nose tackle. I mean, he's the, he's the nose. When they go, when he's out of the game, they, they, they're in a front, but nobody really does what he does. Like no. nobody, that's, nobody holds that's nobody holds that, that I, middle up. That's something I kind of wish we would, if we were going to explore that in free agency. I kind of wish we would have looked at Mike Daniels on that. Yeah. Just to have that extra body in there for Eddie to take a breather and not lose a beat. But I, I don't know if Daniels is willing to take on that role. True. Just yet. Yeah. Speaking of ex-Packers, the. Uh, the Packers just cut Spriggs, who was drafted right in front of Cody Whitehair, um, who a lot of people said they moved up to take him, that the Bears were interested. <laughs> the, the Packers' Bears. defensive end got tossed like a child, man. Oh, yeah. That was, the, that the was Texan, awesome. The Texans abused the Packers. Oh, in dude. Practice. That's a whole I mean, other story. Spriggs came out really high out of IU. That's a, that's a Hoosier. And him and Feeney were really good together. It. That's a bad cut. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Notre Dame running back to show up. We're we'll talking. Back. Speaking of Notre Dame, man, that sucks. Bars? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Had a rough one. It's a UDFA, whatever. Must have. I mean, I don't. Must have and bars were always long shots. Must have was never gonna make it, in my opinion. But whatever. Yeah, we know you hate us. You know, we know you don't like Lucifer. No, I thought Bars yeah, had. I like Bars though. though. Yeah. See, I, mean, I, I feel like they. I hate Diddy. I feel like if they <laughs> had that much of a chance, they would have gotten drafted. Well, Bars was coming off an injury already, so that was kind of the allure. It's like, well, he's coming off an injury. He went similar style, not similar in style, but as far as like draft idea in my mind it was kind of like well if you get a steal there from a guy that had a banged up leg and oh yeah you did like you did with eddie jackson you know yep oh eddie's all he's just nasty (laughs) talk about working out man damn there was an interesting story jim trotter did a cool story on eddie jackson today kind of an article about his history i didn't realize that eddie jackson's brother was like a stud safety 
uh, in high school. And actually, I guess he went to Florida State. Um, and Deion Sanders requested that his number be unretired so that he could wear it. Oh, wow. But he had a robbery charge. Um, and even though it got dismissed, it it uh, it kind of they said that's why he didn't really, you know, he, he didn't really get drafted or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, Jackson says he's better, you know, he's better than him. Wow. So, yeah, I was just kind of talking to, you know, talking about the, the neighborhood and, you know, Jackson going back there. And, Would you take you the know. heat for Jameis Winston or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. Eating L's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eating L's. But, yeah, it's a good story, good article, a little history on uh, old Bojack. Um, they got any news from the HMD news desk there? Yeah, what's going on? Packers training camp sounds like a shit show. Yeah. Yeah, my Aaron Negler said that the Packers offense was tough to watch today. Oh, yeah, a lot of negativity. Rodgers is like, what do you think about the – the uh, joint practice, I'm glad they're over. It's like, I'm glad they're over. Like, yeah. I bet it's, you are. Oh, the coach and him aren't. They're, they're saying they're just not on the same page. The head coach has no personality. He's just like, how, how, how did he interview well for the for the job? Like, <laughs> he's, it's bad. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the pressers from him. I have. Yeah, it's. Can it's you be brutal. a puppet for our franchise? Yes. Okay. He's, but Come he's, on in. He, he shows his cards though, like, like, bro, like have some confidence. Yeah, you're the, you're the head coach of a fucking NFL team. Don't go up there looking like you just like. Yeah, he's you're like, throwing NFL out there awful freely there. Right, <laughs> but it's ostensibly they are. I mean, you yeah, kind of, sort of. I mean, in the day, like he's we're going spoiled up there, too, like, though. We're spoiled yeah, but, with the way our presses are handled now. It's uh. Yes, but. Lovey Smith, it wasn't – you knew who was in charge. I mean, John Fox was standoffish. Yeah, he he's comes up. He's like, I, I just I just wish they would focus better. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's like it's like literally like I feel like a deodorant commercial is going to break out when he goes up. It's like, sure, unsure. <laughs> like he just looks – he just looks rough. And it's like – I mean, there was a lot of cheering – yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like it's like I mean there's a lot of like cheering and screaming for autographs in the background of the Bears. Like literally in the background of the of the of the Packers, it's like lawnmowers. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like could you take a break from fixing up the practice field for like long enough for this guy to get through his 10 questions like I mean, you know, it's obvious that we clearly got to get back down to the dairy. Cattle don't milk themselves now. Exactly. It's like this dude's like, I got, I got to get up at three in the morning and and uh, milk the cows. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, he doesn't want to help. And I mean, it's so bad. I was, I actually went on Green Bay's Twitter, Twitter page just to see the Rodgers interview that everybody was talking about. Like the, they were saying how, like he was being kind of negative and like they didn't even put it up. Like, He's always fucking negative. Remember last I, year? I know, but I'm just I saying I, I wanted to see it just for the pure enjoyment of it. And oh, yeah. well, cause yeah, I mean, I love watching him flail, man. 
JJ Watts breaking kids' bikes and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, did you see? Did you see that video where he's walking with a kid holding the bike? And there's yeah, this dude, there's this dude in the background. Kids JJ, can you sign this jersey for my son? He's he's the only one there. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> At yeah, least have a kid with you. Yeah, people are wild with autographs, man. <laughs> The jersey's like a double X. Like, you sign this for my son? Yeah. It's like, who's your son? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> JJ's the star of Packers training camp. You got to love it. Yeah, speaking of those fucks, there were a few of them, of course, at camp. Walking uh, what is up with that, man? Well, I don't know. I mean, I know it's free, so it's right in a Packer fan's budget. But, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, really? Wow. Like, you motherfuckers are showing up at... I mean, there's no Bears fans walking around Packer camp like, derp, 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 like, this dude's this bum ass is wearing this shirt. Well, they want to see good football. I understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would I you? Know. I don't understand the thought of wanting to be there though. Like, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't ever like think about going to Packer training camp. They like the fucking attention. I mean, honestly, they like the yep. fucking attention. I mean, this, you know, this one guy's wearing his Zubas shorts and his Jair Alexander jersey. I'm like, really, bro? <laughs> I saw that. Like, Jair Alexander jersey? I guess one thing to show up to the game and be a Packer fan. I mean, there were some... Jamo- some other dude with this Super Bowl. Cha- four Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, come on. I don't get it. Like, I really don't get it. Like, what are you, you know... Uh, you know, I don't even think they're the. I don't even think they're the second best team in the division. I think they might be third or fourth. They might be the last place team this year. Yeah, I mean, they've I got on Rodgers, but I, I. Yeah, it's hard mm. to say. It is hard to say. Our divisions, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I I I can't really envision a, a scenario where the Lions are very good. Um, you know, I've definitely heard. That uh, I read some stuff today that that Stafford and the Stafford and Jay Sternberger uh, early returns are not looking phenomenal. Um, it's tough know. when you ain't getting cooter. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a cooter-free environment. That, that yeah. Joe Bob, yeah, it's a this is a target-rich environment, gentlemen. Yep. Cooter-free <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, you know, they should be – they should have weapons, you know. They should have – They're going to have a defense, I think. I think a, their defense will be a, good. They have a great center. That kid they drafted is is fantastic. They got, got a good tight end in the draft, too. Well, that's Sternberger, who is not looking so hot so far. Jace from A&M. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, are, well, you know, what they're saying is that it's Stafford. Stafford's – Stafford's on the downside of his career. I mean, he's not going to be—he's not going to be the guy that's throwing it 50 times, which sucks because you know that if he threw it 50 times, there's going to be four picks. But (laughs) (laughs) you're just waiting for him. But I don't know. I mean, I just—I just have a hard time envisioning them being super competitive. I think they could get six, seven wins maybe, but you know, that's an upgrade. I, mean, they're, yeah, they're, I think they're, I think they'll be competitive. I just think they'll come up short a lot. Right. Right. You got Patricia riding around that black ATV. That thing's that's just fucking weird too. Like, he's, a different, he's a different type of cat. I mean, the most together team organizationally is by other than the Bears is the Vikings. 
And they got yep. a bunch of delusional ass fans too. I mean, we're getting into it. It's like you, you've done, you've won nothing. Like, <laughs> like, you're, it's like those memes. Trust me, I grew up in that. That guy was never gonna win that argument ever. Like, <laughs> I mean, imagine thinking that that the, the Vikings are like a good franchise. They've won nothing just because you had this moment of Dante Culpepper and Adrian Peterson you know, hype and Randy Moss hype. I mean, they really have one fucking nothing. Like, well, they have one game from a Super Bowl, what, two seasons ago? Yeah, and then their kicker imploded. No, Favre threw a pick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I always forget about the well, Favre. Gary Anderson. Gary that, Anderson was wide right. That weird Favre. I, uh, I was talking about Keenum, but that's even Al further Keenum. back. Yeah, with, with Favre, well, Favre that, got that, too. That was, a huge Im- that was a huge implosion, too, wasn't it? Yep. How can you fathom throw? I still hear that. How can you fathom throwing that ball? It's like, oh, because he's Brett Favre. That's what he does. Right, but th- didn't they? Was that the Saints that that blew it against the Vikings, or was that the Vikings that? I can't remember. There was a like Saints Vikings like NFC either divisional game or uh, NFC championship where there was like a. Oh, big... that's easy. I, I know this one because this is an IU guy again. He threw it right to Favre threw it right to Tracy Porter and he returned it for a touchdown. That was it. All right, I'm talking about like two talking about like last season or two seasons ago. No, like, it was the Eagles it was Eagles Vikings, I thought. Yeah, no, there was some big choke. They had I mean, like at the end of the day, you know, you could give Oh the no, first... it was you talking about the Blair Wash kick where against Seattle? Well there was that but it. then there was another it's there was funny. another bonehead. <laughs> I mean, whatever. There's just you take your fucking pick of 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 failures. I mean, the, <laughs> the fucking Vikings have a closet full of failures. You can just put them on like fucking Halloween costumes or run around the house and scare kids with them. Like, <laughs> like it's just like the hall of fucking failure. Like, and they and these, you know, they act like. I mean, you know, oh, most of the time they don't say shit on Twitter, but lately it's like you know the the the, the Bears fans uh, have finally gotten to them. And they're coming out of the woodwork, and half of them are fucking 14 years old and, you know, couldn't. Yeah, it was the Eagles-Vikings in 17 for the NFC Championship. Right, and they fucking choked, right? Yep. So. They I mean, lost listen. by, like, 30. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got a, you know. They got listen, throttled. I mean, they oh, got, my, they, I, actually, I'm wrong. Forget it. Forget it. Oh. That was the wrong year. My bad. Way to go. Breaking news. Breaking news, TMZ style. Well, we went <laughs> we went along with it, so it's our fault too. We're like, yeah, yeah, that. No, wait, no. Totally. It was like, no, maybe it was this. No, maybe it was that, and that just proves the point. I don't know, whatever. It's like it's proven you know, points. It's, just put your hand in the candy bag and come up with something. You're gonna have a nice, delicious Vikings failure. <laughs> <laughs> like. I mean, I you know they can talk shit like you know, uh, oh you, you only won one Super Bowl. They didn't even win any NFL pre-merger championships. <laughs> like they won the sixties. I think they have one. Yeah, in like the sixties. One of those like you know old factory worker side hey, we got shows. Not, hey man, we got nine of them so or eight of them so I ain't gonna say nothing about that. I'm but. saying like. No, those count for something. I mean, even if it, even if it was just like you know, it was like. A, I mean, if you're yeah. gonna go to the Super Bowl that many times and choke, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was 18. Sorry, it was the 2017 season. 
Right, I'm good. Thank you, Google. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> Vikings suck. My point, I don't even need stats and figures to, to, to make that point. That's just fact. They suck. And Kirk Cousins sucks. And I don't, you know, I mean, there's some reasons why they should be better. But I was watching the, I was honest, I was looking to see, because I remember there was at one point where Chris Collinsworth stopped being like a total dick about the Bears. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was, you know, because it seemed like Al Michaels and Collinsworth were like on every fucking game last year. Like it was either them or, um, you know, the the other duo with Chris Myers, you know, Colin, uh, Kurt Colin Fuller. Yeah. Oh, Kurt Fuller. You know. See, my new segment always turns to shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. But. I was trying to it's find that, so, a little bit. so all I did was I all I found was the was the highlight package from the from the first win over the Vikings, um, which of course brought me to have to watch the fucking Harrison Smith play again, which reminded me that fuck the Vikings and fuck Harrison Smith. That's what they reminded me. So I would like to say that one more time for the kids in the back: fuck the Vikings and fuck Harrison Smith. That dude's a fuck. So there you go, straight from the HMD news desk. (laughs) (laughs) Big news, the Vikings are trash. (laughs) Stay classy, Chicago. Stay classy. All the way from Bourbon A, where my balls hang low. Fuck the Vikings. So let's get to in-depth analysis about this upcoming uh, preseason game, guys. Who do you think is going to be the star of the game? I don't know. Let's break I'll down give, the position. I'll give you I'll give you fifty <laughs> bucks if you can even name the the Panthers backup quarterback. Yeah. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I, don't it. I don't even know. Like I mean, literally I have no clue who Let's the go around then and talk about players we're excited to see in this game. I would have to say Montgomery. I think he's gonna get some run and then it's gonna be the backup wide receivers, Marvin Hall, Wims. Um, the kickers. I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I don't know how they're going to get them both out there. I mean, that's going to be hard to to get them both out there. I agree. Be interesting to see what happens with the linebackers and stuff too. Well, it's like Nagy joke today. He's like, "Well, we're just going to score a bunch of touchdowns anyway." So, <laughs> you know, like, right? I mean, besides Thomas Ives, uh, for me, uh, <laughs> I've Hive hashtag I've Hive. <laughs> I, I called that one, by the way. Um, it's not, I mean, no matter what, there's going to be a great white hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, some way. Well, I'm interested to see how, I think Eddie, we all agree, is our front runner. Um, but I'd like to see how Eddie Pinero uh, ends up doing. Um, Duke Shelley, Ridley, Wims, Jair's boy Broniker, I think might get a little little play there. And, I don't know, Broniker is pretty much the starter right now, so I think, think he's a, Oh, is he listed as a starter? Well, I mean, if Burton's not playing. Well, I know, but experience, like, so you think I'm they want to like, give him a little run. I you think know? it's going to be all the, it's going to be the Bunting, Dax Raymond, Ellis Richardson, and I think Shaheen will go out there with the twos to start and probably get a couple series. I got a question. I don't think Bunker needs any reps. How long do you keep Chase Daniel in the game? Because obviously Mitch isn't gonna play. I don't know though. Like they, so I. I think you need Chase Daniel to move the ball to get yourself set up to kick some kicks. 
You don't think Mitch plays all preseason? Or do you think he'll no. come in for a series? Not at all? May, no. I don't think he plays. Very anymore. little. I, I don't think he I don't think he steps on the field. Okay. That's my prediction. I don't know why they would. Wow. I don't, I don't know why he'd play too much. No, I mean, I could see him playing a series in a game or two. Um. I mean, we're, but, you know, like, as much as you want to say this, that, or, I mean, if Mitch gets hurt, we're fucked. <laughs> like, so what's the upside? The upside of putting him out there is extremely low. Yeah. Because then you put him out there, you got to put everybody else out there. You're not going to put him out there with the twos. So you, you got to put everybody else out there. All the offensive lines. Yeah, you, you can't risk a season for... A preseason game. Right. You just for, can't. For what? For nothing. Well, it's it's funny how much we've changed as a fan base, though. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Can't have the quarterback yeah. out there. I remember back in the day, like, LaDamian Thompson Although, would, t- would take the preseason off, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Because like, the starters played back then in the preseason. Yep. And now it's like, oh, no, Mitch doesn't need to play. He doesn't need to. No. Well, I think the, the part of the reason that happened last year is because we needed to see something. Like it, it was like, yeah. what, what the hell is Nagy's offense? What the hell is Mitch? What the hell, you know, like, can we see reps, something? Reps are important. Yeah. <laughs> iron shopping's iron. <laughs> I just say that, man, like, it's going to be interesting to see how other teams adjust to us too. Number I mean, one, who the fuck ever heard of iron being sharp? Oh, I've heard that. That's, I've heard is, that saying before. I know, I know. people say that. Everybody says that saying, but I'm saying it doesn't make any sense. Like, what's 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 sharp about an iron, or iron in general? <laughs> like, like I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, this is where we're at. Steel sharpens steel, but iron sharpens iron. There you doesn't go. Make, doesn't make any sense. That's all I'm saying. It's a dumb. <laughs> Maybe back in and the day, they didn't have better metals to, to try to... Yeah, I mean, I guess. You really think with. they were making fucking... I mean, I suppose... Pewter, I don't know, sharpens a, pewter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> damn, we were, we... I don't know why that's funny, but it's funny. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to try to throw sayings out there that, that try to make shit sound more real, I guess. Yeah. Lead. Deadens lead. <laughs> speaking of oh, I think pewter, we got the title. Speaking of pewter, Amukamara because so of course Pat Boyle asked Amukamara about the about Nagy's seventh inning stretch song where he said, "Buy me some penis and cracker jacks." <laughs> Apparently, they already knew that that's how he says peanuts. Because <laughs> oh, it's it from that Pennsylvania accent. Yeah, well, they were saying that that like there was some time where he was talking about like what was like literally was like telling them what was for dessert someday, and it was like they had Sundays, and you it was like hot fudge and penis on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so so they already knew about it. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny, and then he oh, told a big him, inside gag. Well, and he told a pretty funny story too about maybe that's found, a gag order you heard about, Joe. Maybe. <laughs> but he he told a really funny story about here finding out about Mac. 
he was out in California or whatever and, you know, doing off season shit. And he's like, he's like, my phone just blowing up. And he's like, he's like, honestly, my first thought was, did I fail a drug test or something? Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, you Ouch. know, like, you know, and, and then, it, and he literally was just like, he's like, I saw that. And he was like, I was like screaming in my car, you know, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just, it's cool to hear, you know, the players even have that kind of like visceral reaction, you know, that can pace driving home, blasting return of the Mac and like <laughs> having to wait until the next morning to like, let it drop. Nagy's got it so good in Chicago. In. He's got it so good in Chicago. He says penis and Cracker Jacks, and it just dies. Like yeah. it was, it was a thing for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Kids like, in the stadium and shit. Fucking uh, town. Like he goes out there and throws. I mean, he throws some decent pitches from the mound, but but the oh, Cubs and the White decent. Sox. Yeah, they were decent, but the Cubs and the White Sox are like, oh, he's throwing ninety. It's like eh, he threw like sixty-five. <laughs> but the you know I mean the I mean the legend is just you don't expect it from a coach though no you, you don't know expect I mean? it from a coach but you know yeah I mean, I'll it, just get up there and throw a heater no big deal so I'll just get out there and throw a bomb no big deal like he's the man he's he's he is by far a bigger deal than Joe Madden and Joe Madden fucking won a World Series and broke a hundred and eight year curse <laughs> but but Nagy's a it's a football deal. town man. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, football's king. You know. Yep. It brings it all together. So, yeah, anything else, boys? I think we've fucking hit it all. I think uh, I think we're good. Anything else? Uh, well, I'd say that's a know? successful... Any score predictions for Thursday? Oh, oh we want to go there? I just, the, the score I want is zero injuries. That's all the only score I want. No, definitely, man. I, I, it's going to be cool to see some of these backup guys, though, and watch them fight for jobs. You know, both the defense and offense are callings and be vanilla, but it's still going to be cool to see see the competition. Here, here you go. Score predictions. Bears 21. Panthers 16. Seven field goals. <laughs> well, seven does, field goals. Does does Pinheiro take the job in game one? I boy, I I'm a firm believer. I, from what I see, and I'm I'm by far not an expert at all, but he's got the leg for it, and to me, he's got the confidence for the job. It's just going to be up to him to take it, and I think he will. It's not going to be any weather. It's going to be 63 degrees and clear skies on Thursday. All right, so we got 21-16, Jer. Hey. Um, 45-10. to 10. Bears. Nice. Bears. Mini Bears 21. Joel Pinheiro <laughs> throws a touchdown, runs for a touchdown, kicks five field goals. <laughs> I got 28-14 Bears. So we'll we'll keep a little David tally for the preseason. Runs for 300 yards. See who wins the pickums of the preseason. Preseason pickums. On the oh, we want to put a little something on this. What? I don't know. Dinner or something? Or t-shirt? Yeah, oh, t-shirt. Hey, I mean, I'm glad. Hey. I'm glad I bought those t-shirts, huh? Yeah, good. That worked out well. <laughs> Some good shirts. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be cool to see the fucking stadium lit up and 
see a football game going on. I mean, Jennifer Let- and Leno out there like selling some pretty cool shirts too. Yeah, she's doing her thing. Yeah, man. She's out there. And the Bears just seem to be. Uh, was it, she was giving some out during training camp, right? Like selling some, so they're they're, they're behind it, right? You would think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they. I I don't think. It's not just about the Bears being behind it. She would have to, if if she's using any trademark stuff, she would have to go through the NFL. Right. It's cool though. Cool little thing she's doing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's all for like charity or whatever. She was doing like a book drive and stuff at camp, and um, <clears throat> she's like the team mom. Yeah, Trubisky's girls hanging out with uh, with uh, she's bringing the juice boxes with white with uh, white hair's wife and. Uh, oh, it's getting serious, huh? Oh yeah, they got a little, they got a little uh, crew. Oh boy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be wedding bells for old Mitchie Poo. He better watch out. We'll, we'll see when he gets that big contract. <laughs> well, they were talking about today, not to not to belabor anything, but they were talking about today. You know, if if let's say Mitch puts up golf like numbers next year, if he let's say he puts up golf stats, which is like you know, 4,600 yards and 32 touchdowns and Done. 12 picks. Do you give him the big contract? Hard ownership in the team. <laughs> <laughs> but, Are I mean, you shitting a, me? A 4,600-yard season from a Bears quarterback? I mean, I agree with you. I don't Good see how load. you don't. That, I don't see uh, how you don't. With this defense? Ooh. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, does Goff. They might be building the statue you were talking about. Yeah, they probably already got it built just in case. (laughs) (laughs) I've been building one at a pewter in my basement for about three months. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) It's my pewter, Trubisky's, Trubisky's. It's coming out. (laughs) Pewter biscuit. Uh, anyway, that's, that's the fucking deal. That's the show, folks. The real, at least we got a real football game coming. I mean, it's preseason, but it's against. I'm sure the I'm sure the boys are happy to get out there against somebody else. Hey, week three. Hey, week it's, three. I will... It's it is less than a month from game one. Week Actually, three man. of the preseason, guys. I got some news here. What's that? Oh, the Indianapolis. Will be, I will be at the Indianapolis Colts Chicago Bears game. We will be in the South Toe lot. There will be a tailgate. There will be fun head. Meet the pony. <laughs> we encourage you all if you if you're gonna be there or in the area, come on down. We're gonna have fun. We'll chop it up, talk some ball. Jeremy and Greets, I'll get the eight by tens ready. That's right. Yeah. Extra points if you can shotgun a Bud Light bottle. One of them them aluminum bottles. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was just saying, you know. Some people are meeting you out there, too, right? Like Zeke and... Zeke, I think Zeke's going to come down. Greg's going going to be down there. Bragg's is like the international mayor of all things Bears. Chris showing up, maybe? Yeah, Chris is going to be there. She's got a place. And there will be a few people down there, so... Nice. We're hoping to get a we're hoping to get a decent crew and Austin. I just wanted to say, man, I I love talking to Bears fans and talking ball. So, yeah, we can talk at the tailgate. That's right. And you start talking with Jaron, he's got a Schwerve on. You're not going to regret it. 
<laughs> it's always interesting. You might get yourself a bear's hug. Damn right. Claws. Uh, get yourself a, a pony pony. Well, yeah. Wow. Uh, don't forget about. We, we don't want to forget about our sponsor, Tick Splits. Oh yeah, we got one of them too. We got TickSplits.com for all your ticket needs. You can. I um, like it. We gave away two sets of uh, preseason tickets on Halitech Hall. Um, shout out to Wanda Weideman for being a guest on Halitech Hall this past week. Um, so we got that going on. And if, if we get to 500 followers with Halitech Hall, the, they're going to give out tick splits. are going to give out two tickets to the Detroit game. The real live. The producer gets the producer gets tickets to the freaking opening night against the Packers, and me and Jay are gonna sit here, just sit here in our, sit here at watching on our TV, like the bastard children we are. Listen, you fucks, I'm paying for that. You paying for it right now? Lord knows that's true. You fuck. So start using that code tailgate, will you? Yeah, go on tickets.com. Use the promo code tailgate. Save all yourself five percent. Yeah, all caps, goddammit. All caps. Don't try, try, try to do this pod to feed my children. Yeah, I got five mouths to feed, man. <laughs> oh my god. I got uh, kids that don't even live with me, man. I gotta feed them. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Woo. this has been another episode of that tailgate Oops. show. The bars. The bears. A certain team. That starts with a C and ends with an O, and in the middle is Hickag. Hickag.